Welcome to Heroes Behind Headlines. I'm your host, Ralph Pizzullo. This is the first in a series of what we're calling rapid fire segments. The hero of today's segment is CIA case officer Gary Bernson, who organized and carried out the highly successful CIA war against the Taliban following the terrorist attacks of 9-11-2001. On September 11, 2001, while planes crashed into the World Trade Center in New York City, CIA case officer Gary Bernson was living in Montevideo, Uruguay, where he was serving as the CIA station chief at the U.S. Embassy. While most people felt shock and horror as they watched the towers fall to the ground, Gary felt a combination of anger and frustration. The attack was personal for him, because Gary had been born and raised in nearby Smithtown, Long Island. He was almost certain that he knew some of the more than 300 firefighters and policemen who died in the attack, and he was frustrated because he had been in Afghanistan a year earlier as part of a six-man CIA team tasked with working with charismatic Afghan Northern Alliance leader Ahmad Shah Massoud to locate Al-Qaeda leader Osama bin Laden and his training camps and take them out. But after a week of planning, the CIA had called Gary and his team back, and the mission was aborted. The morning of 9-11, as Gary listened to the news on CNN, he heard that intelligence officials in Washington were pretty sure that Osama bin Laden had planned and directed the attacks on both the World Trade Center and the Pentagon, and Gary was pissed. The day before, he had learned via the National Intelligence Daily that his friend Ahmad Shah Massoud had been assassinated by two Al-Qaeda terrorists posing as journalists. He figured that Massoud's death augured the end of organized resistance to Taliban rule in Afghanistan, known as the Northern Alliance, because it was an alliance of northern Afghan tribes, primarily Tajiks and Uzbeks. Within days of the attacks, Gary received instructions to return to CIA headquarters in Langley, Virginia, He was being tasked with putting together teams of CIA case officers and combat soldiers to deploy throughout Afghanistan to collect intelligence and work with the Northern Alliance to drive and coordinate the war against the Taliban and Al-Qaeda. Each CIA team would have a special forces team attached to it with an air combat controller to call in airstrikes. Gary focused on recruiting officers who could speak the local languages Dari and Farsi. He recruited six teams of officers and assumed leadership of the key Jawbreaker team to be located near Northern Alliance headquarters in the Panjshir Valley, north of Kabul. In mid-October 2001, when Gary and his Jawbreaker team were helicoptered into the Panjshir Valley, U.S. airstrikes against Taliban positions had already begun. Gary carried with him a Rubbermaid trunk filled with $11 million in cash. He used it to buy equipment and bribe Taliban commanders to switch to the U.S. side. He did this by calling them on his satellite phone, telling them that he knew their position on the field, and would call in airstrikes and bomb them into oblivion unless they surrendered, accepted a generous bribe, 
and crossed the battlefield line to fight with the Northern Alliance. This tactic was effective and some Taliban commanders switched sides, but not after killing the Al-Qaeda fighters with them who weren't willing to surrender. The combination of U.S. money and airstrikes was more effective than anyone in Washington had anticipated, and on November 5th, the Taliban surrendered control of the northern Afghan city of Mazar-e-Sharif. A week later, the Taliban and more than 10,000 of their troops retreated from the capital city, Kabul. U.S. Vice President Dick Cheney was holding a news conference that day when a reporter asked him if it was true that U.S. forces had been spotted in Kabul. Vice President Cheney said he didn't know anything about that when he was shown a photograph of Gary getting off an unmarked helicopter at Kabul's Bagram Air Base. In less than a month, the combined CIA Special Forces teams, numbering roughly 450 men, working with 15,000 Northern Alliance soldiers and supported by U.S. air power, defeated a Taliban army estimated at 50,000 plus 7,000 Al-Qaeda fighters. Michael O'Hanlon of the Brookings Institution, writing in Foreign Affairs, called it one of the most notable wars in military history. This was a triumphant start to an inglorious war that raged for 20 more years and ended with the U.S. withdrawing from Afghanistan and ceding control of the country back to the Taliban. But not before Gary and other members of his jawbreaker team trapped Bin Laden in the mountains of Tora Bora, but saw him slip out of their grasp because U.S. General Tommy Franks refused to order 800 rangers to block Bin Laden's escape into Pakistan. And not before we suffered 6,000 casualties and tens of thousands of maimed and wounded and had spent over $2 trillion in taxpayers' money. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Ralph Pizzullo. Our producers are myself, Frank Hobbs, and Apex Media. If you haven't already, please download, rate, review, and subscribe. And check out some of our past episodes, such as Destroying an Al-Qaeda Sleeper Cell. And don't forget to tune into the next episode of Heroes Behind Headlines.